0: They're all saving one, or most of them most of the Hampshire fielders are saving one. Somerset need one run. It's Edwards to Hildreth. He's there and bowls Hildreth, and he gets the run away through the onside. And Somerset have won! They've
1: won the Royal London One-Day Cup. Hello there, you're listening to Always Look on the Bright Side of Life. This is the Somerset Cricket Podcast. My name's Ian Shepherd. Joining me this evening, I've got Steve Tancock dan kingdom and the voice of cricket on bbc radio somerset anthony gibson who has just informed us he's feeling a little bit under the weather i guess uh sunday didn't help gibbo
0: it didn't i no. could feel that i could feel my cold coming on even as the wickets were falling oh,
1: yeah. so you have been the only injury.
0: consolation was i got home in reasonable time
1: well i was going to say after your marathon stint on what was it saturday at least uh you That's got away with yeah. doing a half a day on sunday if you have been uh, living under a rock for the last uh, few days, it was a familiar story up at uh, up at Trent Bridge on Sunday. Uh, Somerset was set, what, about 290 to win and ended up uh, succumbing, collapsing, whatever word you want to use to, uh, what was it, 129 all out. Uh, top score was, for what it matters, James Rue. James I thought that it uh, quite... Uh, with a bit of guts for his uh his 25 but uh yeah i mean after winning the toss and sticking knots in then being what was it 130 odd for none at lunch was not ideal
0: 106 for none at lunch 125 first wicket stand uh, on a pitch that was doing a lot having put them in yes <laughs> that's where the match was lost in those two
1: hours all right thanks for listening everyone we'll catch up with you next week <laughs> i mean that's pretty much all you can say <laughs> i mean shall we i mean it, it, i mean it feels like we're retreading old old ground here but it's been the story of sort of the last couple of seasons that we've taken one or two three four games to to really hit our straps, steve and yeah um
2: I think there's a wider discussion. And, uh, two things. First of all, yet again, I think we got. Uh, no, I think we got. I don't. I'm not sure we got our thinking right at the toss. And I've probably said that a lot in the last two seasons. Um, I I agree with Anthony. I couldn't listen to him for the first session on Thursday. And when I looked at the score in my lunch break, I was like, "We've". Uh, either made a dreadful decision with the TOSS or we've bowled pretty badly. Uh Knots uh, have got a good bowling attack, but you know, we're in Division One and you expect to come up against good bowling attacks. And we're, we're supposed to have a good bowling attack. And I know we fought manfully and, you know, take the positives. I'm saying I'm gonna start sounding like the coach and I don't want to. And that's my other <laughs> point really. I was thinking in the context of what Rob Dre and Taunton have done because those of you who don't know, even though I'm a long way away, I've got quite a lot of ties and loyalties and long-standing love of that football club. And when you see that they played three away games in the last week against teams that were top of, above them in the league with virtually a bare-bones squad, and they went and won at Dartford, who was second. They only lost 1-0 at home to Ebbsfleet. They
1: got a couple of great well, I didn't to watch that set, Dartford game, think, Steve. I didn't want to watch that. Did you? <laughs> uh, and I'll you tell think, you why in a minute. What what are, are,
2: yeah. And this is no disrespect to the players at Taunton because they're the highest level they've ever been, far more than in my dad's time being involved, in the my time being involved. But you think, what's Kevin Sturmey and Rob Dre getting out of that squad? And then you look at the talent that we've got at the Cooper Associates County ground. You know, and you you just say, is is there something more fundamental going on here because you know we go away and we're told by the coach that he can't wait and he can't doesn't know how he's going to select the team because he's got so many options and everyone's raring to go we've had a great pre-season and two games in for you know i don't want to go on some social media at the moment to be honest <laughs> because it's, i've had a quick look and it's a pretty dark place and Listening to Anthony yesterday morning, I, I sensed in his voice, or maybe it was just that it was me, but it was, you know, how long is the inevitable? And normally, when they start talking about oh Stuart Broad and Luke Fletcher want to get across to watch the football by four thirty, I'm like, just go do one, guys, you know, don't don't even be so bloody cheeky. And here I'm thinking, yeah, probably will be, probably will be well over, and, you know. And I actually thought good for Anthony because he'd be able to get away. You know while the traffic's relatively quiet rather than at the end of the football or something, where is the fight? Where is the guts? Where is the planning here and i th- I really think we need to th- we need to have an honest conversation and we need the people at the club to have a more honest conversation with us and if I'm going to make myself unpopular with certain people, well tough because it now needs to be
1: said, I've just about had enough um, there you go, Dan
3: follow that you were up there were you up there all four days or just the weekend no yeah just the weekend days yeah um going back to the toss I think um it is the normal Trent Bridge to bowl first I think I, I tweeted before the game I think it's 11 out of 14 in the last two seasons teams have bowled first with Trent Bridge so I think it was an understandable decision and I think we just bowled badly I don't think the decision was necessarily the wrong one we just as Gibber said we made poor use of the conditions and um it was one of the worst sessions i remember bowling wise for us in the last couple of years really after that though i thought we'd you know we bowled well really but after lunch the was transformation wasn't it and the rest of the game i think we did all we could with the ball but once again it was just the batting wasn't it and we're just not scoring enough runs um and as i as i tweeted we used to win matches like this these sort of low scoring matches um where one team usually it used to be us generally sort of stays on top because the batters score enough runs, not loads, but we scored enough and then the bowlers did the rest. Now it just seems they're not quite scoring enough and the bowling isn't quite at the level that it was. So I think that's part of the reason we've struggled uh, in the last sort of couple of couple of years, really, since the middle of 2021. And things just things just started to go off the bowl, didn't they? That's, um, those final few games in 2021. Uh, mm-hmm. and, um, Ever since then, we've just not been quite right, have we, in first-class cricket. Um, if you look at last season, you know, we had three really good wins, three top wins, three thrashings, weren't they, really, our three wins last year. But we didn't win the sort of closer games. Um, and that's that's an issue, I think. We used to win We used to win those a lot. You know, 2019 was probably the peak of it. We just, the batting wasn't great. But we, we you know, we generally... We found just, a
2: way to win in pretty much every game that season. Well, exactly, I mean? yeah. That, exactly that, yeah.
3: We... We well, didn't a
2: always
1: score one,
3: but we won't ever talk about that again. Yeah. <laughs> um, we didn't always score a bucket load of runs. But we generally were always confident of getting wins because we just knew our bowlers were so good and we generally stayed on top, I think. So we've just lost that. And even with the new batters we've signed, things haven't changed yet. Um, they might they might change. I mean it's only been two games. So got I could as I'm time. in a
2: bit of a grumpy mood, Dan, I could say I think the coaching staff have done a great job because they've clearly got the three of them acclimatized into the summer so top <laughs> order way of batting very no, very yeah. promptly because they fitted in seamlessly probably you know no different from what we've experienced over these last couple of years so you know to be, great to, you know to be, fair, to, be, to be fair to the top order they didn't
0: most of them didn't give it away they were got out by good bowling on a helpful pitch sean dixon in the second innings played a poor shot but most of them, you know, th- that pitch was, was doing a bit all the way through, and it was unpredictable as well. Sometimes mm-hmm. it would it would nibble, and sometimes it wouldn't. Sometimes it would bounce, and sometimes it it wouldn't. And, you know, 150, or let's say 170 on that, on that pitch was a decent score. It was the fact that we let them get 250-odd, or 270-whatever-it-was-in-the-first innings, that cost us the match. And that was all down to that, that one session. And um, you know the the batsmen that we've got, the the ones who've come in. Sean Dixon hasn't done anything yet, and hasn't frankly really looked like he's going to do anything very much. He looks Stray, rather like a, the first division, division, wasn't it? Second division batsman. Yeah, um, uh, Bancroft has looked the most likely, and Cola Cadmore has looked what he basically is now, which is a white ball player. You know, he's a Tom Banton's style, except he's more inclined to go for his shots in red ball cricket than Banton has been uh, in the past. But 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 you know they've had two tricky wickets to operate on. I dare say on a flat flat wicket they they score very well. But it was you know, it it is worrying because we're unlikely to get a flat wicket. I don't know what Tom's going to be like well, this week. The wickets there haven't been great for no. some time, frankly for batting. There's always been something in it for the bowlers. And our top order batting are not good on a wicket that is helping helping the bowlers. They don't adjust well to it. So, you know, I'm worried about that, and I'm worried about the bowling because of fitness issues. I mean, a big factor mm-hmm. in that first session was Craig Overton only bowling three overs at, at the top because he's, he's suffering from mm-hmm. some injury to his left foot or left ankle or whatever, which hampered him all the way through. And partly accounted for his grumpiness, which was fairly evident. Not just when he was out in the second innings, but throughout proceedings. They're not It's not a very happy camp at the moment.
1: Going back to your point, Steve, about sort of holding uh, the coaching staff and the powers that be to account. We were all sat here, yeah, well I was at least two or three weeks ago, before the season had started, saying everything is looking good, everything's in the right place, the batting was... On an upward curve under um, Lachlan Stevens, um, you know, unfortunately, he had personal circumstances which meant he couldn't continue his contract with Somerset. But they brought in Shane Berger, who's by all accounts a really well-respected and well-rated up-and-coming coach. So, really, what bearing all that in mind, uh, and, and the recruitment as well, we needed an opening bat. You know, they aren't falling like mm-hmm. apples off a tree, so they, you know, there's not that many about. We've got one with a decent first class record. As Gibbo said, a lot of that was in Division 2. So, you know, I'm not sure how much stock you can take on that. We've brought in Cola Cadmore, who's one of the most exciting players, certainly in franchise cricket in the world. He scored 100 against us at Taunton last year. Uh, we've got Peter Siddleback, Mr. Reliable. We signed an extra overseas in Cameron Bancroft just in case Tom Abel wasn't going to be fit. And uh, we've got Matt Henry coming in a couple of weeks. So. That is probably what their response will be, and yeah, we're sort of getting a bit overexcited. I think maybe two games into the season, but you but did you, hit the, na- did you said, hit the nail on the head when you were joking when you said we've already got them acclimatized to Taunton because we're now because they all none of them are scoring runs I, and they've all been at, you know involved in all these top order I, collapses. I, I
2: I'm. I'm going to say what repeat what dan said a while ago you know if you go from september 21 when we had that started september thinking we were in with the shout finished september king decidedly below average
1: and then that Anthony's in that group, just said group of six wasn't it
2: yeah 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 um and then anthony's just said the fate you know and i'm not i don't you were there anthony i wasn't and i totally respect what you're saying i i hate disagreeing with you so i'm just, just going to quote back to what you said which was 150 to 170 was a decent score on that pitch well yeah. if it hadn't been for josh davy and jack leach we wouldn't have got within a million miles of the first innings and we were 50 odd short in the second innings mm-hmm. so i i will go i will come back and ask them the reason i asked the question i'm not doubting the recruitment you know, my football team signed Cody Gakpo, who looked a really good signing, and he looks like Shaw Dixon at the moment. It's not about what you sign, it's how you integrate them into the squad, and it's the sum of parts. And I hate to say it, but I think the sum of the parts is less than the talent. We've got massive talent there, and i still say that most of our players, most Division One sides would bite your hand off to have them in their squad, but they don't seem to be producing and anthony said it's not a very happy place uh, and you know i you you all know i say i get so frustrated with the press conferences and you know anthony does his best and it's the same old phrases and i just really i think as supporters we you know <laughs> it's hard if we say all the time, it's hard supporting some say it's not a it's a labor of love and not a glory hunting in any way shape or form but i just want some do you know what we've got problems internally or whatever and we need to address them because i i just think i i absolutely hated there was a post in the week uh you know the usual jump on the andy hurry bandwagon I, i'm not doing that i'm just saying we invest a lot of time and emotion in supporting this club and i'd like to see a little bit back in terms of this is where we are you know I, I rolled my eyes when i said it was a members forum after close a play on friday or saturday and i was like you know oh i just just help give us something guys because i don't think we're getting anything at the moment
1: awkward com. <laughs> 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 yeah well, I
3: yeah sorry dad off you go Well, just um i was reading uh the secret cricketer book the other day it's was, it was quite a good book um have you worked out who it is yet, Dan? Because if there's one
1: what, what person in, on this yeah.
3: planet who I think would get it from all the... Yeah, I, I'm, I'm 99% sure I know who it is, but I don't want to give away his identity um, here. Spoiler um, alert, because I haven't read it yet. <laughs> I always thought he, it was Ricky Clark, but... That's, no, that's a good shout. I used to think it was him, but I don't think it is, no. Um, anyway, in that, he reckons that county coaches have a shelf life of four to five years. And Andy Hurry and Jason Kerr came in five years ago, so I don't know if it's I don't know if getting rid of them, or one of them, is the solution. But you just can't help wondering, in the way we've gone in the last couple of years, the way that we don't seem to be maximising the talent we've got, it is the time for a change coming. I don't know. I don't want to. I'm not like Hurry out, Kerr out you know all the hashtags nope. onto, nope. like, you just can't help wondering can you at this point yeah and it is still early in the season it's still only two games it's a small sample size but it's just with everything that's happened in the last couple of years you just yeah maybe maybe it's time for a change
1: well, the thing is if we we haven't really hit the, we certainly didn't last season we haven't really hit the ground running this season and that's what you've got to do if you've got a If you want to win the county championship you've got to be there from absolutely from ball one and everyone else's uh pre-season preparation was ruined uh but they, you know this weather was everywhere uh there wasn't a lot of cricket played pre-season but other sides seemed to be doing all right anthony what was
2: what was dave Bracegood not not on mike but did he make any comments about what he thought of somerset because he's a He's a pretty good judge. I know they've just come back up, but you know, was he disappointed or delighted we were so poor or?
0: No, I mean he's Somerset is his second favourite county, and he was he was quite he was. um, We were all critical of the of the bowling on the first morning, but he was he was impressed by the way the bowlers came back uh, in the afternoon uh, and the way they bowled in the second innings, and he was very impressed with James Rue. So I think he was he was a bit a bit like Andy Hurry or Jason Kerr. He was taking the positives <laughs> out of it rather than saying what a dreadful side we are, because we're not a, not a dreadful side. You know, man, man for man, we're a man. No. For most counties in the country not see what I've said, but you know, it's I don't know. I've said it said it before. You know, if you, if you've got to look at the coaching if you've got a group of players who are not performing to their best. Because that's what coaches are supposed to do, to bring the best out of the players in their charge. And I'm not sure, for whatever reason, that that is happening at the moment. And I don't think it's really happened. I mean, 2019, we did well. 2020, we did well in the play year, getting through to the Bob Willis final. 2021, we were in contention until that disastrous last month. Last year, we were hanging on, and this year, we started so badly that I, I very much fear we're going to be hanging on at the end of the season. Yet again, if you look at some of the fixtures we've got coming up, like Lancashire at home, starting on Thursday, with Jimmy Anderson in the uh, in the opposition rank, seaming it around all over the place, under cloudy skies at Walton. You know, it's not exactly a mouth-watering prospect if you're a, a Somerset supporter.
1: Oh, dear. But, Blame guys. I'm not.
0: I'm honestly not. I'm not a cricket coach. Never have coached cricket, and I'm not qualified to criticize coaches and and directors of cricket. All you can do is look at the results, look at the talent that we've got available, and wonder if the talent is producing the results that, all other things being equal, it ought to produce.
2: Going back yeah, to that's you. that's really what I'm saying. Sorry, and that's really what I'm saying, Anthony. That. I get that. I am I, not in any way going to go. You want to change the coach because the grass always is seems to be greener, and very rarely is. And I'm please, I don't want that to be the impression people take from this. What I'm saying is, when they come and talk to you, or they give do media and whatever, I just like a little bit more than the try page thirty-seven of the coach's book of things who say after close of play because that that sort of to me. I think I think we all we all deserve that, and it's not just we're working hard. We you know we're really positive. It's just around the corner or something. And maybe you can't do that because maybe it would be. Yeah, we're not getting every, what we should out of this incredibly talented bunch of players. I don't know, but just just something for this you know incredibly loyal, passionate fan base. So I have to say, I think we deserve a little better.
1: This could be sacrilege now, what I'm about to say. So it is merely a hypothetical. And the reason I'm asking it is because I was kind of standing behind Gibbo when he interviewed Tom Abel after the Warwickshire debacle uh, last season. Uh, Sorry, not Warwickshire, Hampshire, where we got bowled out in a session by their incredibly good seam attack. But we still got bowled out in a session. And Gibbo just cast your mind back to that interview if you can. There was a real uh, just Abe seemed like he was he was really hurting at that and he seemed really pissed off and he seemed like he had a real almost stealing in himself to go out go back into the dressing room read the right act to the to the squad and basically tell him, you know this isn't good enough. We're Somerset County Cricket Club. Watched him the post-match you did with him yesterday. I don't feel like I've got that again. Right, my kids are arguing now. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, oh, one of them's gone now. She left the door open. It's going to be freezing in. Theo, can you just go shut the door for me? No, he's engrossing Super Mario. Anyway, did you feel that there was that same sort of passion with, with Abe's yesterday? It didn't seem to come across on, he was, on video. He was
0: more... He was more analytical, I think it would be fair to say. When I asked him about the, the batting and whether the likes of Bartlett and Banton and, and Lewis Goldsworthy ought not to be given their chances, he started talking about the dilemma that you face post-bats really. Well, it's, been, it's come more into focus since uh, McCullum and, and Stokes, which is, uh, as a batsman on a pitch that's doing a bit, you want to impose yourself on the opposition, but equally you've got a, you know, it, it's, it's a sort of risk and reward calculation, and, which is an interesting point to make, but it wasn't actually the answer to the question that I'd asked, which was, is it time to give one or two of, you know, of those homegrown batsmen a chance? And it would have been interesting if he'd answered that, but clearly he didn't want to stray into team selection matters and he he didn't really answer the questions about the fitness of Josh Davey with his hamstring and Craig Overton with his with his left foot either so it was a it was quite a guarded uh, interview I think and and the bits that you missed that were cut off for reasons I don't know they didn't add anything very very much to um, the sum of human knowledge on the subject and <laughs> I,
1: suspect,
0: I suspect that um, they'll go into the game against Lancashire minus Overton and minus Davey. And that's not not an appetising prospect.
1: Well, we're missing Josh Davey with a bat just as much as the ball these days. Yeah. Right, it's been 22 and a half minutes of us moaning. Can we talk about that career best stint of Lewis Gregory? got us back mm. into the game. Uh, 7 for 84 in the first innings, 4 for 64 in the second, 11 for 148 in the match. How fantastic is it to see a fit and firing with the ball, Lewis Gregory back? Because we've almost forgotten what a good bowler he is. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's not—he's not as quick as he used to be, but
0: particularly in the second innings, he was much more accurate than he often is. You know, he does mm. have this tendency because he pitches the ball up so much. One in every six would be a half volley and and sometimes it you know it goes through the covers and sometimes it's it's fielded but he he did look fit he looked as if he was enjoying it and he he bowled 30 36 37 38 over, something like that in the course of the game which is you know,
1: it's um, that's good which shows that yeah 18.5 and 19.2 hey oh, so, yeah, oh, so what's yeah, that? 37
3: and a bit yeah 38 30, something like that not the 30, most in each innings which I don't think Many of us, you know, people were maybe expecting him to bowl, you know, ten over in innings, be a bit more of a part time this year. But actually, now yeah. it's, it's good. No, it's, yeah. And he, you know, I mean, he said he's. I interviewed him on the first day, and he says he's have,
0: having to manage his workload because of his chronic back condition. But he seems to be managing it uh, very effectively, and that that was that was the most encouraging thing. I thought the the other really encouraging thing, if you're looking for positives, Peter Siddle mm-hmm. bowled old with genuine pace he was the quickest bowler on show which isn't bad for you know 38 years old he was charging in he was banging it in and he he was getting it to to move around and that that was very very impressive because i had you know some concerns about him but i don't think we need worry about civil i don't think we need to worry about gregory the two that that are concerns are craig overton and um josh davey we
1: did come out to bat without a runner didn't he second innings josh and he didn't look particularly restricted when he was battered no, this afternoon but it's whether it is there's it a isn't, the difference it is, running a few singles and charging in for 20. Yeah, i tonight.
0: asked him i asked him what the injury was and he said it's it is, it is, it is he's um not torn it but it's strained a hamstring Um, and he can manage it, but he has to be careful with his... He could have bowled, I think, yesterday, but didn't much want to um, when there was no need for him to bowl, but he didn't appear to be in any discomfort in the field or batting. But uh, you don't really want to go into a four-day county championship match against Lancashire with a seam bowler against whose name there's a big question mark because, you know, he's got a damaged hamstring. And same with Craig Overton and his and his left foot. Um, that you know you need to be hundred percent certain that they'll go through the game because if if you lose one during the game, you know, in um, deep doo doo,
1: mm-hmm. You definitely are. So I think props as well to James Roo. Yes, batted very well. Second dig.
2: Batted very well. The second dig, and and again, I think. A mark of a great wicketkeeper is you don't really notice him. And I think he's his glove work. We all knew he was a very, very promising wicketkeeper, batsman. I think we've got to now say, you know, he's what's I don't know what the next level up before you become an established, you know, county wicketkeeper, batsman probably. And then the next stage is you're knocking on the door of England selection. I think he's probably already in the established name on the team sheet sort of position um, and again you know Anthony will back me up I'm sure keeping in those conditions where it was sort of uneven bounce seeming about and whatever it's not the easiest and he you know from what I said it looked very accomplished so he did you know, and, and he was out to him. Two
0: absolute brutes of, of, of balls I mean the, mm. the first one Jag back and knocked his hit hit the top of his off stunt mm. And this, in the second innings, Patterson got one to, to lift and took, you know, turned him right round, took the almost a leading edge to into the gully. I mean, he, any batsman in the world could have been out to either of
2: those mm. uh, two deliveries. And, and uh, was, I thought the second innings was one you've got to be good to get a nick on it almost. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean, lesser batsman yeah. wouldn't have got near it. Yeah, I
0: mean, so he's yeah he's, he is looking oh. apart uh, 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 with the gloves and and I think with the bat.
1: Right, should we put knots to bed and look here to Lancashire then? Oh, yes. Please.
2: Got your teams ready? Oh, yes, let's look put knots to bed.
1: <laughs> well, especially, that, did you see that tweet they put out, taking the piss out of Craig the way he, after he got out?
0: Oh, come on. If you'd seen that, Craig Overton did himself no favours whatsoever. He really didn't. He yeah, kicked but- the door he didn't kick the sport.
1: door. He just pushed it a bit he hard. He did. He
0: was he, he was booed by the by the Nottinghamshire members because of this petulance. It was it wasn't a good performance.
1: From where I and, from where I stood, he just he said, as that carry the umpires confer?" They gave him out. He walked
3: off. He was annoyed because no, they were 89-7. Oh, he, <laughs> and he looked back a couple of times. Didn't he? The knots. I don't know yeah. who said what first, but Craig and the knots players did say something to each other. There were words exchanged. That was part yeah, of it yeah. as well. I think. And it
0: was, it, as far as I could see, and I was in, actually in quite a good position to see it, almost overhead, um, it was a good catch. And the umpires did the right thing. They conferred. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the uh, umpire at the uh, non-strikers end talked to the umpire from that square leg. Did it carry? Yes, it did. You're out. And and Craig should just have walked off.
1: He did just walk That's off, though.
0: I mean, if he... He didn't. He, he stalked off after... Wow, he was...
1: Uh, he was moving in a continual motion from the pitch towards the pavilion. That's if, if that had
0: been break. an opposition player at Taunton, you'd have been, out, you'd have been up on your feet, booing yeah, away. But I'm, war,
1: not, I'm, not, there, I'm not Ben Warren, though. I'm not going to our social media team are far far too classy to put something like that splicing in roy keane calling him a baby and putting it on it their was... official twitter account it was pathetic from not quite frankly well it... it's a, something it's something that i would do on the bright side of life twitter account it's not something that that ben or todd or whoever would do from the official somerset account all right yeah but maybe it was quite funny <laughs> well
3: okay. yeah
1: i didn't have a major teaser,
0: but it was quite funny. I think he, he, you know, he deserved. He frankly he deserved that. It was, it was not
3: good. Sometimes you just got to laugh rather than cry, haven't you? Yeah, for exactly. Quite right, Dan. Yeah, it was a bit. Right. Glo-
1: I just thought it was a bit gloaty. You know, you can be a bad loser, but it's even worse to be a bad winner. Anyway, what are we talking about? Uh, yeah, sides for uh, Lancashire on Thursday, right? I'll do mine first because I've just written it out. I'm going for Bancroft and Lamanby to open. Abel at three, Goldsworthy at four, Bartlett at five, Rue six, uh, Gregory at seven, and then Overton and Davy, uh, subject to being 100% guaranteed fit by Jamie Thorpe and his team. Um, and then Brooks and then Aldridge are my two seam bowling reserves if they are not fit. That,
0: yeah, I think uh, you're right about Bancroft opening with. Uh...
1: Lamanby, you've just frozen Gibbo. Oh dear. Will you carry on then? Oh, no, you're back then. You're back. Um, yeah, um,
0: Bancroft and Lamanby. Abel at three. Cola uh, Cadmore
1: at four. Oh, I forgot about a... TKC. Shit. You, you yeah. did? You yeah. Wasn't, uh, he wasn't in, you was in I was I'd about to Tom... say
2: you're dropping TKC already. Wow,
0: that was hard. I'd, I'd oh. give Tom
2: Banton a go at
1: five. Right, I'm going to. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to bring Goldsworthy. I'm going to drop Bartlett then and put TKC in at five and leave Goldsworthy at four. Right, well, I'll have, I'll have
0: Banton at, at, at five and and then Rue and then Gregory. And then I'm assuming that uh, Overton and Davey won't be fit. So we've got to bring in uh, two quicks, who would be Casey Aldridge and um, and Jack Brooks with Leach and Siddle. Mm-hmm. To complete the thing, the, the alternative to that would be to uh have Bancroft opening with uh, Dixon and move and then label Cola Cadmore and move Lamanby down to five and then ruin and, and and so on because um, you know he, it's it's tough opening at this time of the season, and I'm worried it's going to damage his confidence because he is actually batting pretty well, Tom lamonby. But he's, you know, he's getting some not quite unplayable deliveries. But the one that got him in the second innings would have got almost anyone.
1: I think if you're opening, though, you've got to learn to open in in all conditions. I mean, you can't yeah, yeah. say, you know, oh, I'm a bit of a stroke making opener. I'll only open when the wickets are flat but and some poor others. If you remember,
0: I mean, Tom Abel
1: went down the order
0: when, when he was opening and wasn't getting any runs. Went down the orders to five, started getting runs, and that completely rebuilt his his confidence. Mm. And you know, if if, if maybe you tr- maybe you give Lamberty one more uh, go as as opener with Bancroft um, and rest Sean Dixon, I think. And I'd like to see Tom Banton given the chance. He's he's on record as but you know tr- being really really keen to get back in the red red ball side, and I think he deserves a chance. After all, his last innings last innings for some a hundred. Set in, yeah.
3: 100.
1: Go on then, Dan. How are you, what are you doing for Thursday?
3: Um, probably the same team because I think two games isn't really enough to make changes. I mean, I know it sounds insane, but you know, I think you know these guys aren't bad players. I think we need to give them another match. Um, obviously, I would bring in yeah, Brooks, so Brooks probably Brooks first, and then Aldridge um, if there are injuries to the pace bowlers. Obviously, the the wild card is Sonny Baker, but. I can't imagine he'll, he'll play. I mean, it's, he'll probably want, you know, he'll need some overs in his legs in the second 11, I think, before he starts being considered for championship matches. But I think the top six I'd keep for this game. Um, but i like to see Goldsworthy in fairly soon if things don't improve. I think he'd be the first one that I'd bring in. Um, I think he, because Bart- Bartlett seems to be the next cab off the rank at the moment, you know, based on the fact he played the first game. But I just think Goalsworthy's more likely to fight a collapse than Bartlett. And I think, Goldsworthy is less likely to be part of a collapse. You know, you look at last year, there were two, three innings actually that stand out from Goldsworthy the two at Southport and the one against Kent in the last game of the season at Canterbury, where, you know, he was the one who stood up and fought. And Bartlett is a good player, but I don't recall as many as many innings like that from him. Um, so I might be being harsh on him, but I think Goldsworthy would be my first choice to come in if I was choosing between the two. Although, as Anthony was saying, I think, you know, I'd love to see Banton in the side at some point, but we've just got, too, you know, we almost got too many batters at the moment. But it do, it's a good thing in a way because, yeah, it, Kodak have more Dixon, etc. They will need to produce in the next few games, otherwise they're going to have to go, unfortunately, because we do have talent in reserve. Um, yeah, I take your so, point yeah, about
1: giving the guys three games. The reason I've, I've not put Dixon in my team is he's at least three of the four dismissals he's had this season I can't remember the other one have been pretty silly shots the first thing is that Notts I don't know what the hell he was doing he was just sort of sort of walking out and he got himself LBW to a leg stump half volley If he'd have stayed so he could have just whipped through mid-wicket War, uh, first thing is against Warwickshire he just swished at one outside of your stump same against Notts second innings um, mm. how was he out in that other innings Gets watched. I can't remember but at least there's three out of four where he said well, look yeah, you've got yourself out you've played silly shots and you're not scored any runs. You know, play a silly shot when you're 120 by all means, but not in those particular situations. So that's that's why I'm I'm not having him in my team for uh, for Thursday. But yeah, I do take your point that you know you need to give guys time. But it's the manner of the dismissals is for me why he's not in uh, not in my team for Thursday. Finish us off then, Steve. Right, Steve Davis opening. Yep.
2: Yep. Davis for Dixon, this, what I would do is I would go Davis for Dixon and I wouldn't change anything else other than the injuries and I agree with Dan and Anthony and yourself about who I'd bring in if we need to my prediction of what will change is absolutely nothing unless they're forced to do by injuries because I think they'll, the mentality will be it's an admission that we got it wrong if we change it so we'll stick to the you know stick to it and It's just uh, eventually, when you bang your head against a brick wall, it starts hurting after a while. But you know, we could be we we said we said last season we had a dreadful start on paper and it didn't work out too well. And you can see that after three games, it won't have worked out too well. You know, it would be very interesting to watch the likes of Keaton Jennings and the other Lancashire top-order batsmen. You know, who Balderson and people who I've got a lot of time for and, and look at them and compare them with our top order. I think that will be a very, very good uh, narrative. I, I excuse Cameron Bancroft as we said because I think he's he's looked like he wanted to grit it out and has got good deliveries and Tom Abel's got so much credit in the bank that you leave him. I don't want to keep moving Tom Abel up and down and around the order at the moment. No. Bancroft stays at three for me. Um, Dixon goes away and gets runs in the second eleven. And then maybe when Bancroft leaves, maybe <laughs> time to bring him back then. But I think he, I, you know, and again, a good coach will look those players in the eye in the dressing room today or tomorrow when they come in for training and make that decision. But I'll, I'll bet a pound for a shilling that he's going to uh, stick with the same side as much as he can. I agree.
0: On which note, I'm going to love you and leave you, and yeah. while I've still got some voice left, yeah, I'm gonna... well I'm going to beat you
2: tomorrow. You've gutted it out for forty well, minutes. You've gutted it out for forty minutes, which bro. is more than some of the batsmen did. So, all yeah, right, I'll, get see you the with the taunt taunt I'll see you at Toms. Yep, I'll see Dan's you, at Taunton. Yeah, i see
1: you. I'm sure I'll be up at some stage. Maybe not Thursday and Friday because of work, but certainly over the weekend. Gibbs right, off the no bed t- 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 Gibbo's, t- Gibbo's t- t- off the bed with a an sip and uh, <laughs> a bottle of wine or something like that. Um, yeah, uh I, I think you're right, Steve. I think but If you play bad shots like Dixon did, and uh, these loose shots, it's funny shot, you've they've got to be consequences. You can't just rest mm. on your laurel or you know, say well they've signed me to be an opener so I can do whatever I like. Um, if you play a bad shot and you don't get any runs, you should lose your place in the side. Am I? If there's you know batters queuing up to get in, is that harsh after two games? Mm. I don't know.
2: Mm. No, it isn't. Mm. No, you know, and in a a strong squad, you want that. And if you say you're going to have competition places, That's then what if it somebody's means, not performing,
1: it? you give somebody else exactly. You give yeah. someone else a chance. You cock up. There's someone waiting to come in and take your spot. Mm. Anyway, oh, I'd like to get your thoughts. You both, of you two, went on last week. Can I just get your thoughts about the uh the dual one, uh, the dual T twenty kits, the batting <laughs> shirt and the bowling shirt? Who wants to come off their long run first on that one?
3: I don't hate it. I mean, I think it's just a one off. We're trying something different. It'll just be for a season. The first team ever say, you say, you say that. You say that. The first team to do it. Well, yeah, I'm sure it will be. We, we we get to say we're the first team to do it. It's just a bit of fun. And at the end of the day, I mean, I'm surprised people are saying, but, oh, it's a money grab from the club. I mean, just if people think it's a money grab, just only buy one. Like, no one's forcing you to buy two. No one's forcing there you to
1: buy both. a so, non-parent right there.
3: Well, all you gotta do is say no. It's your kids. <laughs> I know. I can, all you gotta do you is make your say, kids cry. Dad, dad, is that what you? <laughs> well, You have to just be with them and explain logically that it's just the club being a bit silly, and having a bit of fun, and unfortunately we can't afford both. But no, I mean, oh, the, more legitimately, I think is the um, maybe the environmental concerns as well. You know, yeah. players having to you know having two shirts for a match. Maybe I don't know how many times they reuse shirts, but yeah I, I think, mean that's
1: well, sure then they, it's not like the Premier League where they have a new one for every game I don't think I hope but not. they will be able to double up on every they'll probably have two long sleeve shirts two shirts short sleeve shirts at least and a jumper as well so there's mm. there's doubling up on that as well so
3: yeah as I said I think as long as it's just a one season thing I don't hate it. I mean, Gloucestershire were taking the piss out of us on Twitter today. So. I know,
1: I, I nearly liked that tweet. I was like, oh know what am I doing?
3: <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, I, I noticed that... Um... Yeah, Somerset women are wearing it as well, which is nice. Um, although, I don't know if mm. the, pictures that, the pictures were all of them wearing one of the shirts. I don't know if it was the batting or bowling. I, don't, I, so I don't, they they've got the batting
1: and the bowling shirts. It's slightly different. They've got a different sponsor. It hasn't got the, mm. the style uh, for when okay. we won it back in 2005. So, it's, I think it's the same design, but different shirt. With uh, uh, okay. It's not Trade yeah. Nation. It's uh, just Virtu uh, Motors, I think, because uh, yeah, the men's right, shirt yeah. has got – it's like a Formula One um set of overalls with all the different sponsors on it i think they're just with uh, virtue motors steve did you ever think you'd see the day where you'd have a separate shirt for batting and bowling i did i did but i thought that we
2: would probably have a home shirt and an away shirt number one
1: right
2: Mm. because my the traditional old me i i do you know what? I went and bought the batting shirt simply because I just like the idea of me having a batting shirt. And anyone who knew me as a club cricketer will know that if I, did, I wouldn't have worried down with the environmental concerns because I probably wouldn't have worn the same batting shirt the whole season and wouldn't have needed a wash after that long. You know, I didn't bat that long normally. But seriously, number one, I'd like a bit more maroon in the kit rather than too much pink.
1: Yeah, That's uh, not me
2: being, me being a bloke. I'd just like to see the club colours uh number two i get people you know and i get i was a parent and i you know bought them the kits or whatever at the time but i get the point that you know now we've got to buy the two shirts and you know i've got this image of the county ground in a night summer's evening where at the interval everyone's going to be changing their shirt as we have bowled, and now we're going to bat um, I'd like. I wouldn't mind if we had a home and away kit. You know, sort of some sort of maroon and a bit of white and black at home, and maybe black with a bit of maroon and white. Well, I'd really like that. Yeah. Um. But it's. It is the fa- It's the fact now. And I mean, you know, I don't know about your lot, Arsenal, Ian, but Liverpool have got three shirts.
1: But you need three and, shirts. You need three shirts. That's the point. Yeah. 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 No. But what used to happen.
2: Was you would change the home shirt would be the one for a couple of seasons, and then they change next season they change the away shirt, and that would be for a couple of seasons or whatever. Um, and I mean you you go in you go into Liverpool one at the moment, and the Liverpool shop has hardly got any of the third kit left in it because nobody liked it. it. And there's a selling off the other two kits now because obviously the new kit will be launched. And then and I'm going to upset Spencer if he's listening. We go next door to the Evans shop. And they've, they've got all the kits in there still, including that horrible pink thing because they're desperate to sell them. And again, uh, uh, Dan, I don't know if that's going to go into landfill. I don't I don't get why you have to change the shirts every season. So if, if it's a case of we're going to do this for two or three years, or maybe we're going to change one of them next year, right, I like that. Because, you know, and you're going to say, and yeah, but now the kids grow out of it, so you've got to put a new shirt. every. I get that. But on the whole, when it happened, first reaction was oh, not sure, and then after a while, I thought, oh, I don't mind this actually. It's innovative. It's got to getting us a bit noticed and whatever. Maybe this. Here's the thing. Here's the thought. It's just come to me. If we don't bat very well in the blast, maybe hmm. if we wore the bowling shirts to bat, that might have the effect. Like people say, we should turn the batting order upside down. Maybe that's the the logic behind it. But I don't, I'm not. I'm not hugely offended by it.
1: I think it would be better if they would come out at the start and said, um, by the way, we're doing two shirts, but these are going to be for two years. Yeah, mm-hmm. They haven't done that. They may do, they may not. I don't know. But I can't see it. I, I think you're right. If it's a novelty for one season, okay, fair enough. But as a long-term thing, I, I yeah, I don't know. It would be nice if they if they rotated one shirt every two years. They had a new one-day shirt one Which year. Which one you, are you going to get, Chef? Which one am I going to get? The Invisible One. Mm. Now that doesn't mean I'll be walking around the county growing my top off. That would not be a sight anybody anybody want to see. I'm probably going to get the One Day shirt, because I just like, I prefer a cricket shirt with a collar on. And the One Day okay. shirts the last few years have been really nice. ones was the best. 2022's was, was decent as well. So I'm going to wait for the One Day Cup shirt. Which we are now sponsoring, by the way. <laughs> get my uh, Always Look on the Bright Side of Life One Day Cup shirt. Right, shall we... Uh, Move on to listeners' questions. And unsurprisingly, there's about four hundred and fifty of these. You've only got about ten minutes to go, so I will be uh selective. Grumpy Git uh has says uh, any hopes of Somerset winning the county championship are out the window. We're just not good enough with bat and ball, although the bowling is close to acceptable level, but worrying injuries to Josh and Craig. All right, not actually a question there, uh Grumpy Git, sorry about that. Uh, oh, he does go on to say, shall it be time to blood a younger bowler and rotate using Brooksy Ferret? Uh, Jack Brooks there. The I thing think... is... Go on, Dan. We, we you are...
3: speak and I'll go for I'll find another question. Just quickly. You know, it's easy to say, oh, like, we won't win the County Championship, but you never know. And I think with Matt Henry coming in a couple of games' time, he could transform us. He was incredible for Kent. You know, if, if Craig Oberson... Bowls at his best. If Cyril bowls, you know he's bowled quite well so far. If he continues the way he's been going, and if Henry is at his best, and the batters bat as well as they can, we could turn we can turn things round. We definitely have the capability of it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's just hard to see at the moment for sure. After two games, uh, after two pretty poor games, but I think there's still. I don't think we can. I don't think we can do a relegation fight just yet. I think there's still time to turn things around. Um, as I say, I'm very excited about Henry Cummings.
1: So Yeah, I mean just looking at the table now, Lancashire, who are a lot of people's uh tips for the championship, are uh only five points ahead of us in uh, in eighth. We're mm. in ninth, Middlesex we've been lost twice or on uh, on six points down there in tenth. So Yeah, I mean if if you'd have told me we'd have been five points behind Lancashire after two games, I'd have bitten your hand off probably.
3: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Us, us versus Middlesex at Lords in a few weeks' time. Now, that could be fun. That, that could well, be over a yeah. day and a half. The way Middlesex has been going as well, blimey. Uh, yeah,
2: right. They make our top order look like I mean, Hutton and Edrich, don't they? <laughs> they do. Unbelievable <laughs> their top order's
1: been. Uh, Lord Lupin, top order, where's it going wrong? Who is going wrong? Bowling over to Davy we both rather cautious injury, and playing in mid April helps who exactly? Well, I think we've done the first uh, two points there. We're playing in mid April, well. Oh. But but in pre- yeah. this is the first season it's been really yeah, bad. we have
2: just got to say that. I mean, I remember that the, the year we won the One Day Cup, when that started the season, we played Kent on Good Friday at Taunton. For virtually the first home. I think we probably had a, a championship game before then, but we played them really, really early in the And it was Huge absolutely games, glorious. Yeah. yeah. And uh, So, well, you know, we've had some really good weather early in the season and I mean it's just yeah, it's just yeah. I was one of there, those things, but just one
1: It was absolutely roasting up there on Friday, sat in the that lovely little sun trap in the was outside the county room in the Colin Atkinson pavilion, it was roasting there, it was a gorgeous day. I just think it's been and April has not really been the the batting nightmare that people are making it out to be over the last sort of few years. So a because... lot, lot of lot of high scoring matches in April. So I don't. I just think it's people think April this April is what every April is, and this is just a, a ridiculously wet spring of March and April of unprecedented levels of of rain. So I think you know I I generally don't have a problem with playing in April. I, I think it's not as bad as it's made
3: out to be. And the alternative is to shorten the season if we don't play in, but yeah but that doesn't save us any time does it because the one that comes played at the same time so i don't if we if we don't want to play in mid-april we have to just start the season later and shorten the season because we can't compress the season anymore so i think we've just got to accept it that every so often you'll get an april that is a bit wet but sometimes as as you're saying you get an april that's really nice and you kind of you can get rain sun cold warmth wind any time of year in england you just have to make mm. this season as long as you can and then you catch the sun when the sun does happen and that's why it's it's also a reason why we've got 14 you know it's a good reason 14 championship games is not it? because of, it is insurance against the weather i think and that's one of the reasons not to go down yeah to 10 games no so, play at all at, at well, bristol was there gloucester yorkshire
1: that was mm. a banner without a ball being for the wet outfield so mm. Mm. yeah not just us um where are we next? Uh, AK says, The recruitment has been poor. Signing players who 34 and 32 is not great recruitment for a team whose batting has been poor for years. And Sidhu was a good bowler, but every bowler was a right arm 80 mile an hour offers no variation. And twice the new ball bowling has been bad. What is worse, the recruitment of players who have not been special blocks the potential growth of younger homegrown talents, whether it's Goldsworthy, Banton with the bat, or Baker and Aldridge with the ball. If we are going to be relegated, let's at least be positive in terms of growth, He's a but, in okay. terms of, growth of players who can represent us for 10 plus years. If the club do not think they're going to be good enough, uh, then be open with that and let them go elsewhere like with Byram.
2: Okay, as you were reading that before we said about you know being relegated and whatever, if, if no detriment to Sonny Baker, Casey Aldridge and the batters we've talked about, But if it is the case of, okay, we're going to play them, we're going to give them a run of two seasons, we're not going to sign Matt Henry or Cameron Bancroft or Peter Siddle or whoever, and then we are down in Division 2 and struggling to get back into Division 1, I got a suspicious feeling that the Somerset fan base isn't going to be terribly happy because then it would be, we are Somerset, we should be competing. So I, I... have no problem recruiting the youngsters and and giving them a chance but if you do that don't put the pressure on them to try and keep us up in what is a very competitive division one and accept that they might need a season in division two before we then come back up you know it happened to before langer came in and it was pretty miserable being a somerset fan in those couple of seasons but the good times that came back in you know, and that we've been on the back of with his run of second-place finishes and everything, partly were a result of the players that were blooded at that time. So it's a very difficult thing in a short season. This is not a 40-game football season. It's a 14-game championship season. It is really difficult to give these youngsters the experience. And, you know, occasionally you get a James Rue who comes along and seems like, yeah, can do this, course, It's fine. Yeah. You fine. Know, but when James Rue has a rough spell, which he will have, you just got to stick with him so I think I, I actually think this is very much every single summer has got to pay the money and take the choice and then if they say go with it we go with it and we go down and we stay down please don't come whinging about it afterwards
1: very well put Steve uh, uh, Stephen Cole says do you feel we need a left arm pace option i uh, got one it's Lammaby but he's got a bad back and Alfie Ogborn as well oh he's yeah left arm, self, young Alfie Ogborn yeah. any more No, those two, I think. Unless Jack Leach comes in off his long run or roll-off. DJL, 1875. This is a good question. I hope your 1875 is in reference to uh, the year Somerset was founded. Uh, DJL, what does success this year look like? That's always a good question you get asked by your line manager, isn't it? What does success look like?
3: I think it is (laughs) mid-table... i don't want to sound that ambitious but i think we'd all at this point especially take mid-table not really being yeah not necessarily September, but yeah a relaxing mid-table finish wouldn't be the end of the world as long as we get to finals day really or you know do have a really good one day cup run although i think that's probably quite unlikely if we get a finals day mm-hmm. and have a relaxing mid-table finish in the championship i think I, would that be success possibly it depends on your definition of success. Some people will say success means trophies when doesn't it, would not they but um but I mean if you're looking realistically I think and based on the last couple of years, yeah, I think that's probably what we'd all settle for, I think. Yeah, you, you can't say oh we must win the blast, um, because T twenty is such a lottery, but another finals day, how long mid tape in the championship, I think I would take at this point. Yeah. Mid tape in the championship.
2: And winning the second eleven championship as a friend of the show probably <laughs> would say if he was
3: yeah, and I'd say and, and the new Stumpy winning the mascot race
1: as well. Oh yeah, the new stumpy the new Slimline Stumpy winning the mascot race. Uh and I would say Oh as well, I tell you what, things, I tell you what, Ian, quickly. Quickly. I haven't said mine, yet. Yeah, and quickly. I'll just bang me my microphone. Uh and one or two players standing up and really taking their chance. A couple of unknowns in the one day cup team. Sorry, they always look on the bright side of life, one day cup.
2: And because Anthony would say the series was on and someone said finally saying it's a dragon, not a Wyvern.
1: Oh yeah. And Gibbo getting a new commentary box as well where he can see. Uh Dave White says, given that realistically we're not looking at a title challenge uh this season we're about staying in World division one, when can we expect to hear about the twenty twenty four structure? We need to know what the minimum place of more survival will be. Dan, that seems like your specialist area If they is it same I as think for we next um, year?
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's 100% confirmed, but Richard, I'll just Google it now. Richard Gould did say, "Is yeah, it's, he, he basically said, where's the effect of yes, it's going to be the same again next year. I think they still basically can't decide what they're going to do because simply because there's not a solution that's going to please everyone. No one wants to drop any county cricket. No one wants to cut any competitions or reduce the matches any competitions. So nothing's going to change for now. Um, so, yeah, I think we can we can safely assume that next year it's going to be the same and it's two up, two down this year.
1: Uh, Simon, what's Unless
3: unless the accountants come in Ian and
2: tell tell the ECB they can't afford to run the 100 for another season.
1: Oh, that would be a terrible, terrible shame. (laughs) I I am available
2: ECB if you want me to do a business
1: review. I think that would be the shortest one that you've ever done,
3: Steve. (laughs) I think you've already got it it written up. Just cancel the 100 in 48-point
1: font on one sheet of A4. There you go.
3: (laughs) Uh, so there was I mean, a review, wasn't there recently, saying that the hundred is you know losing a lot more money than the ECB has said, and that you know it has been said recently, hasn't it? And then it was in the news that mm. you know that yeah. the hundred is yeah. I don't think it's going to go anywhere anytime soon, but it's certainly not been as successful successful money wise as they've said because there's been massaging of the figures, not including certain figures, you know. So yeah, it's lost a lot of money. That's for sure.
1: Uh, a bit late for this one from Simon, but could you talk about a different team this week? Perhaps have a guest team while the club sort things out. Well, the unfortunate thing for me is I stopped watching Somerset and then turned Arsenal, the second half of the Arsenal game on and that was a <laughs> bloody disappointing. Um Steve, what's going on at Liverpool and Taunton Town? Well, I'm that. just about to go and watch them. Oh, I, I'll tell you why I mate, went to watch Dartford Town I went I went to London for the uh, for a few days with a family um last week and uh my wife and little girl went to watch frozen the musical on thursday night and i was looking for something to do uh so i was gonna go to try and watch a football match and probably the nearest one was dartford against taunton town but it was a little bit too far (laughs) away so uh, i didn't see that so just went up and had a wander around the emirates instead well that was shut and then went back to to central london that was my week and whilst walking around with gibbo and dave bracegirdle on my headphones trying to uh Listening to uh, Knox rack up the runs on that first morning. Uh, we've got loads uh, anymore now. Uh,
3: well, um, Jacob says. Town, sorry, just to quickly say, Taunton Town did survive, did secure National League South survival this weekend. Yep. So that is some good news from Somerset. Hooray!
1: Support. Well done, Taunton Town. Should we do them next week? And it, and I understand it makes quite a difference
2: staying up. It's like in the the, the way the payments are structured. If you stay up, you you get a better draw and later draw in the cup competitions and also I think you get a bigger share of the pie of the National League which which is uh, encouraging so and the thought of Yeovil, Oval, Bath and Taunton all being the same division, sorry Andy all being the same division is actually quite enticing
1: uh, Wooks says we can't bat rather succinctly there, thanks for that Wooks uh, uh, Andy Cleave oh, talk of the devil, uh, how's the outfield Uh <laughs> oh, one, man who, one man who probably knows is there? I think Mike Unwin has replied about the same when he looked at it on Saturday morning. The big heater and uh, you know, Trigo's tanning booth is still on. Uh, is still on the outfield, uh, trying to get the grass to grow. Alex Fawn of of Hurry and Kerr lost the dressing room. Performance has been pretty poor. So many key players out of form. Believe the squad and the players do not come. Bad players overnight. Applications missing from the top order. Remember, cricket is a tough game. Uh, Jacob Lund updates as well. Puddles by the Colin Atkinson Pavilion. I think from last week, but the outfield looks better. Uh, Oh, and that's it now. That's our last Twitter comments. I mean, uh, Alex Ford ones. I don't know if they lost the dressing room or not. Is it more the captain in cricket rather than the coaching staff? I don't know. Probably, I'd say, but then I've never, I've only ever played cricket under a captain. I've never played professionally, obviously, under a uh, sort of that, that coaching structure with a director of cricket and a head coach and all that so um don't know it's been a long hour let's fellas. hope
2: this time next week we're all in a lot more positive frame of mind that yeah.
1: oh I hope so too someone uh, there was a question about whether Anderson and Mahmoud are fit which doesn't really bear thinking about
3: to be honest but uh yeah I believe Anderson is playing um, oh lovely listening to some of Essex, Lancashire, the other day when Somerset was was being rained off, and um, yeah, they play at Taunton, I think. Um, Mahmood, I'm not, I'm not sure about Mahmoud I don't think he's played this season, has he? So um, I'm no, guessing he, but they have a damn good goaling attack, regardless.
1: Mm.
3: Right, AOB gents. All um, right, mate. Just a quick mention for women's... Oh, cricket. yeah, they were, rain, they were rained um, off Sunday, weren't they? Or they were yeah, the yes, so yeah. the women, unfortunately, rained off at Devon, which is a shame. Most of the games in the County T20 were rained off uh, on Sunday, uh, sadly. Um, next game is home to Cornwall on Sunday. I believe it's at Wales Cathedral School, which is an interesting one. Um, it was due to be at Taunton Vale, but it seems to have changed um, to Wales Cathedral School, so... That's um, if anyone wants to go see that hopefully, uh, weather permitting and Western Storm as well, they start their season on Saturday away to Northern Diamonds at Headingley so, um, yeah, that, that, will is that be... the 50 over or the 20 over? Uh, that's the 50, 50 so there's, this year it's a bit of 50, then all the 20 and then a bit more 50 then the 100 and then finish off the 50.
1: Oh it's nice to know that scheduling problems aren't just confined to the men's game then <laughs> Alright Gents, it's been a pleasure as always. Thank you, chaps. Yeah. See you later. Take care everyone. See you next week. Cheers everyone.